kids in Home Seat Home, they were very, very far, 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 far from everything that I believe in. And when I bonded with them, something very strange happened. They wanted to share with me. They had a, a pleasure of sharing their stuff with me. And their stuff was so messed up, I can't even begin. If you're going, oh, you good? Their stuff was so messed up, I can't even begin to tell you. So they're like, you want to be my friend? I want to share this with you. I couldn't say afterwards, oh, I don't approve of that. Oh, this is, I don't listen to Gaish music. I don't listen to music where every other word is beep. I don't watch videos. I don't watch those videos. I don't watch these videos. Some people do it. Some people, you're doing Kirov and they say, listen, you know, the rabbi can't watch, but I'm not a rabbi. I'm a regular guy. I'm saying I'm your friend. I'm not better than you. And what I realized is the first question was, why do they think that I'm interested in this? Every Everything about me was, I like Mordechai ben David. And I like, you know, what, what kind of videos do I like? You know, Meilich Biederman. And, okay, I like some other stuff also. But why would they think that a guy twice or three times their age would even be interested in the stuff that's not even age-appropriate, morally appropriate, ethics-appropriate? It's just... Adke de Kach, there was one kid that was so sick. And we're going to learn a lot from this, okay? So I'm glad you brought it up. It's very deep lessons. There was a kid who was so sick, sicker than the other sick. How do you know? You see the way he behaves. This kid came to my Shabbos table the first time. He said a curse word at the table. And the kid next to him, who was a little bit older, he was like three months already in Home Sweet Home. They were much more housebroken. Mamash happened very quick. And he went like him, like, Shh. And he goes, what? That's a bad word? Like he didn't even know that the word that happened to have four letters in it, he didn't even chap because he was nabuch. He had good reason not to chap. Terrible story. Lived with with homeless people, and he had no ba- nothing. None of the boundaries. None of the, he didn't mean to be bad. So he would go ahead and share stuff with me. Now one day I was sitting at the table. I had two home sweet home guys behind me on the black recliners, similar to that one. That was from there, and they were chilling. And they were just, we were schmoozing, and the kid came home from work. He says, Avi, Avi, you gotta see this video. I said, sure. Put on the video on the computer, big screen, guys behind me, and I'm watching with him, and he's like, you know, and he grew up Hasidish, he grew up normal, at some point of his life, he was normal, and he's like, Avi, Avi, you got it. He wanted me to enjoy this. It meant something to him, right? And the video, I can't, it was not inappropriate. The word inappropriate would blush compared to what this was. I can't even begin, I wouldn't say it on an open mic, I wouldn't say it in, in a public setting. It was a guy in jail who was doing a rap about the murder that he committed after he did terrible things to some woman. That's the rap. No tshuva. He didn't feel bad about it. He was talking about how he went into a house and he did bad things, and then he killed her. And this was the song. I was waiting for the high part. You know, Yerushalayim, something. You know, the kids come out, something. That was the song. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. God. What the heck is this? And then I'm thinking, Nebuch, what happened to him that this is what he associates with and likes? Because no normal person, I don't care if you're from or not from, Jewish, not Jewish, no normal person who had a normal life would be interested in this topic. And and what I told you the song was about, 
I'll tell you later, it was even worse. What could be worse? I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Even worse. So, never, and I was thinking, Rabbi Shalom, what happened? Pure kid. He was born. He had a bris. He had an upshare and he went to cheder. What happened to this kid? This is what I'm thinking while I'm watching this. Nebuch, what happened to him? And then I was thinking, and why does he, why is he thinking about me? What's going on here? So here's what's going on here. When people are broken, their reality is, this is my reality. This is, this is how, this is my life. And either you want to be a part of my life, which has no boundaries, because the boundaries were ripped away from me when I was violated and, and tossed away and hurt, and, and you want to be part of my confusion, or you're not. You're one of those holier than thou, you're better people, and that's it. And they don't have the energy to have to start, you know, once I have to um, get dressed up every time you come over, that's not a friendship that I'm comfortable with and I don't have the energy for it. So imagine someone who's very sick, they have 104 fever and every time somebody comes, they have to put on their lipstick and their shaito and they have to get dressed and, you know, they already did, three people came to visit and now the husband says, oh, somebody came, she, oh, I don't have the energy to get dressed. Women can relate to that, right? I can't put on a face. It takes a lot of energy. Can't do it. I'm too sick. People say that. We understand that. Over here in the reality is of the friendship is, if you want to be my mentor, okay? If you want to be, you know, some rabbi, if I'm in the mood to visit you, I'll visit you. But if I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to visit you. But if you want to be my friend and you're willing to be nice to me and you're willing to develop a friendship and say you like me, so the things that I like, I'm like anybody else. Just like you have a friend that... You're the same as up here on this normal level, and she sees a great uh, sale on a shaitel. She's going to tell you about it, and you're going to be, oh wow, that's exciting. Them on this level, they also want you to say, oh wow, that's so exciting. Even though what they like is horrible, but that's—I'll get to that in a second. That's that's who they are. Right? You understand? That's who they are. So if you like sushi and you tell your friend, wow, I got this great sushi thing, you got to try it. And they say, wow, it's fantastic. Beautiful. But this person is eating dirt. They have the same needs. And this is where I split from the rest of the world. Almost. Mainstream world is, has to be a red line. I can't support bad behavior and I can't connect to bad behavior. And the result of that is the kid says, I don't get, we have no connection. I have nothing to do with these people. They don't get me. Cause in their life, their life is confusion. And this is what I like now. And I want to play house. I want to be able to come home and share this with my mommy. I want to come home and share this with my daddy. There is no greater compliment to you in building a relationship with your child. That your child wants to open up and share with you. There are regular healthy kids that don't do that with their parents. So you built a relationship that your kid wants to share with you. And he's sharing with you something that he can relate to nebuch, nebuch, nebuch. Because of his pain and being on the bottom of the world. He's not going to say, hey ma, I, I want to share you a, a new a new uh, vision, it's a niggin. It's not going to happen. It's either going to be the stuff that I like or it's not going to be anything at all. Why does he like it? Because of his pain. And now he's going ahead and he's opening the door and he's saying the biggest compliment. Do you want to hear my song? Do you want to listen to this with me? Do you want to watch this video with me? 
The fact that this is what he likes, Nebuch, we cry. But you have a, cha- a chance now and a choice now. You're either going to be a part of his life, you're going to do what his girlfriend would do and his boyfriend, people, broken people on that level would do and say, wow, cool song. Wow. Or you're going to say, I'm disconnecting from you. I can't. Uh, that's beneath my level of of maturity or ethics or morals or spiritual ideals. And it's very different. We're not we're not a Chabad rabbi over here. We're not doing outreach. We're trying to save a broken soul. And I and you know, we're adults. So even if we have to hear something that we never would watch or want, we're not going to you know, get broken by it. And the whole time I was watching this inappropriate video, I was thinking about him. What has to happen to a Jewish child who grew up in a Hasidic cheder to enjoy and connect this video? That's what I was thinking of. And the next thing was, I have to show him that I like this somehow because otherwise he's just going to write me off. They don't accept the broken ones. I'm not, this is not chinuch and this is not normal. If you want normal, I can give you a number of a lot of people who disagree with me. There's thousands of them. But you're asking me my opinion? This is my dysfunctional child that Nebuch thinks that this is funny or this is good. We're either going to play house with them and then what happens is that they connect to us, they bond with us and then in a year from now he wouldn't even think about doing this again. In fact, they're going to look back and we have so many kids that do when they get healthier and they say, I can't believe, I'm so embarrassed what I did. Oh... Because when the fever goes away, they start thinking normal. They say, how did you, how did I go? Let me tell you a story. And I could tell you thousands of stories. They're all basically the same. We had a chesidisha wife, a chesidisha mother who was here in group. And her daughter was on the bottom of the world, smoking tons of weed, had two boys in her room, not one, overnight, had tons of problems, was severely depressed, was a drunk. She would walk around with a water bottle, and inside was vodka. So she was sipping vodka an entire day. A broken, broken child with stamps. Okay, ADD, ADHD, BPD, MP3, JFK, everything. She got every stamp. They didn't know what to call her. Borderline personality, sort of bipolar. She had a, a diagnosis of bipolar, depression, anxiety. She was a wreck, depressed, messed up, putting herself in danger. So her parents came to me. What do I want you to do? I want you to attach yourself to this child and hold on for dear life. But she's not normal. That's why we call it twisted parenting. It's not straight. So the mother and father did a great job. They started bombing and buying stuff that we don't want our kids to have to show that I accept you. And they developed a relationship. And one Saturday night, she said, Ma, will you come with me to a club? Now, in our world... There's no greater compliment. Instead of going with crazy boys, she's a very pretty girl. And she had a lot of boys who would be very happy to go with her, Jewish, non-Jewish, all types. And she she wants to go with her ma. We have parents in group who the kids, after you build a safe relationship, are, are preferring to go with their parents instead of a boyfriend or girlfriend. But but you have to go where they want to go. They're not going where you're not going to Rabbi Reisman's Navishir. It's just not happening. Okay, so she said, yeah, sure. 
Because, I mean, first of all, if you're a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old at that point, girl is going to a club to spend, you know, to with drugs and danger till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and she's willing to go with you, what's the shail? People got confused. Oh, you're showing, uh, forget about all that. You're, you're allowing it, you're supporting it. You want to protect your baby, that she should come home that night. So she went. Now, at the club, I, I haven't been there, but I've heard very inappropriate things happen. There's no mechitza. And the mother called me up at about, I don't know, like 1.30, and she's, scre- she's screaming on the phone. You hear the music, she goes, I can't take this anymore. Okay, first of all, old people, if you go into a club, put the little stuff in your ears that they have, that the old people have at the weddings, and like 16 Tylenols beforehand. She was going crazy, and she's watching her daughter dance with this guy and this guy and this guy, and I said, you're not leaving her. I don't want her to leave, because if with you, she's going to go home. Anyway, at about 2.30 or very late, she went home with her mommy. But the bottom line is, look at the two endings. You're either going to play ball with them and be a part of their life, be involved in their dysfunctional activity, or you're not. What's the end of the story? So not only is she clean, not only is she clean off all drugs and all dysfunction, she's a tzniyastik, a girl, she's totally from, and she's in Shaduchim. Why? Because we're not doing this because I accept you and I want you to stay this way. I want you to be this way. We're doing this because it's medicine. Because kids who bond with mommy and daddy, the nafshek shura benafshek goes up. After that bonding, you're able to say, you know what, let's go out tonight for a meal. Then you're able to say, let's go bowling. Then you're able to say, let's go axe throwing on Sunday. Then you're able to put fun in their lives. And then you're able to go on a cruise with them or go away with them, which is our whole mahalach. So we're all about one thing. The child could die, but there's medicine. The medicine is called NKN, nafshay kshura benafshay. If you can move your NKN from 10 to 20, it's worth all the money in the world. Because you're going to have much, much greater depth. And that's how you get to 30. And that's how you get to 50. And that's how you get up and up and up. Or you could say, well, I don't like this joke. And I don't find this appropriate. And I don't do this. And I don't do that. And two years later, you'll say, Avi, I don't know why this didn't work. This is a rescue mission. This is going, Katsala drives on Shabbos. This is going into the depths, into the Erva Sa'aretz, into the sewer, in order to save my child, because what we've learned is if you bond and bind yourself to your child, you have a high chance of being out of here. You have a high chance, you're rescuing. So anything in the world, unless your Rav says it's Asr, you do it b'simcha, because it's temporary. That kid who showed me that thing right when he came to Home Sweet Home and, and was looking for me, most people would have said, I can't look at this. I can't hear this, and I certainly can't think about this. But they want to save the kid's life. And this kid, not the happiest ending in the world, but it was a very, very tough kid, and he graduated after one year. It was two years after he graduated that he left me a voice message. Two years I didn't hear from him. And he said, by the way, I just realized it's two years since I left, because it was around that Hanukkah or whatever, and I, I realized I never thanked you. Thank you so much, you saved my life. He's a functioning member of society. He's working. He's not a druggie. He's not a homeless guy. We still need a Yeshua on the Ruchniyah's front, Mitzvah Shem. We'll get there, but he's a mensch. 
And in that early stage, when you're trying to get the needle in the vein, every little thing is important. And if I would have said that day, what are you crazy? Or I can't watch this or I can't, I don't know what would have been. So I'm willing, especially in the beginning, in order to build a relationship, I'm I'm an adult. I'm not a child. We're adults. We'll we'll eat anything and do anything. We're not going to die from it. We'll live and we'll survive and we'll forget about it. And Mr. Hashem Nanachas will work. So now let's go back into the question because it's a great question and it affects everybody. What do you do when your kid wants to share something with you that's inappropriate, which is Maisa B'chol Yaim? You know who doesn't have this question? You know who does not have this question? The thousands of parents that don't have a relationship with their kid. They're losing their kids. They don't have this problem. Most of the questions we have is because we're tr- we have a relationship with the kids. So now what? Now that I have a relationship with you and you like schmutz and I don't, so what am I supposed to do? And you want to go to a movie? We had a mother and she had a daughter and this kid was very, very, very sick. She was depressed. I don't have to go through all the details. And her mother and her das tire agreed to it. She agreed the first time she was dating. She was 16 years old, maybe 17. And she was dating a 33-year-old Italian. And they would go to the movies and all of that. We built a relationship. And she was willing to go to the movies with her mother. The Rav said, for sure, you go. But what movie? Which movie did she like? At least let the mother, if she's doing already in Avera, let her enjoy it a little bit. Right? She liked horror. Horror movies. So here we have this innocent, edel, nice, sweet mom, innocent, pure lady, going to a movie with her daughter, hard enough for her, and watching the bad guys, whatever they look like, eating children's brains. You know, the worst horror, horrific, crazy, screaming, shrieking, jumping, like she's going to have a heart attack 30 times over. Why did she do it? Tell you Nachmer, tell you even more. This girl, Nebuch Rahman al comes from trauma. She was Gothic. Gothic means that everything is black or red lipstick, blood, skeletons. And she gave her gifts. She gave her the Gothic bracelet that I've talked about with the studs. She gave her, um, she replaced in her room, she got like skeleton um, pillowcases and she got like a skull. Uh, what's it called? Alarm clock and shade, the whole thing, the whole thing. Right? Why? Why? Because we wanted her to be that way? No. Listen to the ending. People don't wait till the end. They think we're nuts. We are nuts, but wait till the ending. Why we do this? And she tells her mother that she's going to a gothic club, which is an underworld, underground. And who do you meet at the gothic club? Kyolingolite. You meet the sickest people in the world. You meet men who are dressed like women and and with black lipstick and blood on their faces, you know, red stuff, whatever it is. You meet you meet people who think they're Dracula and they and and skeletons and skulls and heavy metal, crazy music and a lot of anger and pain. It's a horrible thing. But here we have a relationship between the mother, who's Adel, a wonderful tzaddikus, and this sick daughter, who, by the way, like all of you, the kid grew up, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, top, brilliant, best kid. And she wants to save her kid. She wants to save her kid. And they have a relationship. And she says, I'll go with you. And the kid says, you'll go with me? She said, sure. And everybody 
after being shocked and saying, oh, this is crazy. If it was your kid, would you rather she goes, you're feeding her to the dogs? Would you rather she goes herself? She's much, much safer with mom, correct? So she goes with mom. Now, mom's not going in a regular shetel, going over to the gothic place. So mom got dressed up. Yeah, she went to Flatbush Avenue. She got a short red red shetel. And then she got extra piercings with magnets that they sell. I have some here. I have the weirdest things here. Anyway, so um, I have over there somewhere, in case anybody needs extra studs. She put one in her nose. She put over here a few. She showed it to her kid. We're going... The kid was flabbergasted. She was so shocked. She was so, so excited. Now, of course, very sad that the kid's off the derech. Very sad that the kid is suicidal. Very sad that the kid likes to be gothic and wants to go to this place. And very sad that the mother's going with her. Still, it's the best option. And nobody's going to say, everyone's say, it's crazy, it's crazy, all the professional therapists and the rabbi. Good, but it's your kid. Now, what are you going to do? You're either going to do it or not. So, she did it. She went with her daughter to the sickest, most depraved, disgusting place on earth. Erva Sa'aretz Mem Shari would be an upgrade. And she did. And I'll never forget, because just a few months later after that, I got the text from the mother. Color. Color was reintroduced into her daughter's life. She got, she went for a manicure. Instead of red or black, whatever, Color. The girl today is Bechlal, not Gothic at all whatsoever. She's a regular girl. She teaches in a firm school. She's normal functioning. The best, most cute Z's kid. Yiddishkeit is growing. We, we have hope. She's not going down. She's going up. We didn't get there yet. But it went away. When we go down and we do something, it's in order to pull them up. And we're not going to get into the whole Kabbalah, but it says from certain tzaddikim that in Shemayim, that there are tzaddikim that go into Gehenim to pull up people. That's what you're doing. We're going down into the depths of the depraved world because I want to grab my kid and I want to bond with my kid because the hashpa of the connection is going to pull them up automatically. This is our medicine. So... Let's go back to the question and let's understand that this is actually what we're looking for because he's never going to want to bond with you doing something normal. Not going to happen. Not now. So you did your job and you got your kid to say, hey, ma, you want to hear this this comedy? And of course, it's inappropriate and it's filthy and whatever. Don't even hear the words. Just laugh when they laugh and put your arm around the kid and give him a high five and watch the needle of your connection, the NKN, get deeper for sure. It's the only way to do it. That's what's so twisted. Nobody understands it. There's no other way to reach the kid. And then you give a high five. And then you go on Google and you find another comedy video from that same Meshuggana. And you send it to him and you go, LOL. Do that for a week. You'll see your NKN rises. So that way one day he should be able to be healthier and not do this at all. And this is found actually in the holy books. The Nesiva Shalom says, a marshal of a king the king is going with all his glory, got his little hat on, the crown, he's got his whole stuff going on, but he has no servants around. And all of a sudden he sees his son, and his son falls into the sewer, and he's drowning in sewage. He's getting lower and lower, and he's screaming, help, help. What does the melech do? What does the king do if it's his father? 
he jumps in with the big day Malchus. Together with the big day Malchus, he jumps in to save his son. And that's what Hashem did. Hashem said, I don't go to Mitzrayim. When Hashem wanted to speak to Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu, please do me a favor. Go out of Mitzrayim, I want to talk to you. Because I don't go to Mitzrayim. Erevus Haaretz. The Shekhinah doesn't go there. Beautiful. I don't listen to that comedy. I don't go to movies. I don't go, and Hashem said, I don't go to Mitzrayim, Ever it's beautiful. But, says the Nesiv Shalom, based on the Medrash, based on the Torah, based on the truth, based on the reality, that when it came time for Chayshech and Makas Pechayris, when Hashem could not send the Malach for whatever reason, what did Hashem do? Into Mitzrayim. But you don't go to Mitzrayim. You don't go to clubs. You don't go to the movies. But to save my kid, I go. He went himself in there. Now, we could say, well, that's easy. Hashem's not going to get ruined. What about us? Maybe we're going to get ruined. So that's why we have to be mechazeg ourselves. We don't enjoy going. We go l'shem shemayim. When you're going in order to be makar of somebody, in order to give, in order to love, believe me, you're not enjoying that thing at all. Your holiness, your kedusha, is not going to let you enjoy that at all. But sometimes we have to go deep undercover in order to connect to Jews, especially our children, to pull them out from down under in the sewage. Why? Nobody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. It's actually interesting because a lot of parents, they want the mentors on the street to do it, to do the dirty work. Right? I once had... Yeah, one, yeah, sure. And one second. I once, uh, once I got a call from a parent that their kid was suicidal and whatever, and I ran over to the house. I didn't know the kid, and I pulled him, a 15-year-old kid, come into my car. Went for a ride. I met him the first time. And what do you do? The kid's like, doesn't know me. And he's like, you got a cigarette? So I said, sure, here's a cigarette. I calmed him down. He didn't kill himself. He went home. The father called me 10 minutes later. You gave my kid a cigarette. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> killing me, killing me, killing me. You don't give a cigarette. You don't have a conversation. It's illegal. It's that. Ask the guys on the street. How do you get these kids back? If you're not going to, if you're going to stick to the rules, you're not going to get anybody back. So a lot of parents, they, they go to the mentors. They say, go, go speak to my son. And you'll say, yeah, but I, I'm going to give him cigarettes. Do what you got to do. Most normal parents understand that. Yeah, but I got to listen to the car at two o'clock in the morning. You know, these mentors on the street with the kids, you know what they're listening to in the, in the cars? I, I, I don't want to do that. Do what you got to, you got to save my kid's life. And we know that the people who are saving the kids' lives, we're not giving up on Yiddishkeit. We're doing it with a cheshben. We have no choice. Sometimes you have to make a cheshben. And you have to you have to really be holy to do this. We're not doing this for fun. We're doing this because I got to bond with this kid, Ba'asher, who shum on the level that he's now. And if I connect to him, I can schlep him out by my connection. Without a connection, can't save the kid. So when they give you an opportunity to connect, you have to realize you're not doing it out of non-religious reasons, you're doing it because Ratzon Hashem, and check with your rabbi, don't rely on me, always ask your Rav, Ratzon Hashem wants me to save this neshama, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to sacrifice if I have to, I'm going to give up everything that I need to give up, because i got to bond with my kid. Go back to your question, you still have a question? He gave you an opportunity of a lifetime, it's cheaper than therapy. He said, Ma, Listen to this great comedian, a kid that you have a low NKN with, a crazy kid that we got to save, and worth saving, a great kid. 
right? And he said, Ma, I want to hear this. And we're like, of course you're not going to like it. Of course it's inappropriate. It's, 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 doing, it's doing what you got to do. Now, if you're going to go repeat the jokes afterwards to somebody else, I'll say, whoa, that's a problem. As long as you're disgusted by it, it means you're normal and you're doing it l'shem shemayim, you'll connect to your kid because that's how he's going to come back. He's going to look back one day like they all do when they become normal and they say, how did you do this stuff? Whoa, whoa. You took me to this place. We had a Rosh Kail, He called me from a certain place that he went with his kid. This is seven years ago. It was a Rosh Kail. And, and he calls me, he called me from the place. He goes, what am I doing here? I said, you don't want to be there? He said, no. I said, good, then you could stay. Right, as soon as you want to be there, right? Like I always say, with under under doctor's orders, under Rub's orders, right? A lot of parents are taking their kids to the movies, right? But remember, I don't want to ever hear that you went without a kip. As soon as you start doing this stuff on your own, then we have a problem. If you're doing it l'shem shemay, or as soon as you're enjoying it, no good. You're bonding with your kid, and bonding with someone who's very very messed up is taka very messed up. Okay. I just want to end with saying that Baruch Hashem, to date, with about 400 parents, so far I never lost a parent. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it. It's very interesting. We had Rav Pinchas Friedman. It's recorded. The Shvile Pinchas of Bells. And he came here to group. And there was a man, he stood up and he said, I have a question. I take my son to a movie. My Rav said, I should. I have to bond with my kid. He's Bikuach Nefesh. The kid was Mamish Bikuach Nefesh. But I see bad things over there. Right? How can I do that? So Rav Pinchas said, you can't do that. He says, so I shouldn't go. He says, yeah, you have to go. He says, but I'm going to see bad things there. He goes, yeah, you're right. He goes, so how can I go? He goes, you shouldn't go. He goes, but, but, uh, so how, but I, so I shouldn't go. You should go. He says, what do you mean? He says, listen, you have to know Ratz and Hashem, and you have to speak to your Das about it. Sometimes Hashem puts us in situations, and you have to be Ayman bin Asayin, or you have to do Tshuva, but you have to go. If, and the truth is, it sounds so wild. Every single person knows if Chas Shalom, there's a family member that's in the hospital in Manhattan. You're going to go visit. What are you going to see there? Not only that, I don't care what yeshiva your boy or girl is in. They could be the holiest kid in the world. If it's long term, six, seven, eight months, that the family members, uh, siblings in the hospital, they're going to be told, you got to go. You got to go and you got to sleep there. But they're going to see Natsnias and they're going to be in Times Square and they're going to be on the train and there's going to be a TV in the room. And yeah, but it doesn't mean that you don't go. So there comes to a certain point and only your Das Torah can make that decision for you. Comes to a certain point of Vikuach Nefesh and the situation where it could be even though it's an Asayan for you that you have to go and you have to be Oymid bin Asayan or you have to fall and do Tshuva. That's up to you, but it doesn't affect right and wrong. How and where and what? Of course, everybody has to be under Das Taira, under my guidance, and we need to know exactly what and where to do. It's not a blanket statement. We, we, we make jokes out of it, but it's serious stuff. Serious stuff. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.